Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neat the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heart strength that plays soft and low You know the night What's up? What's up, everybody? Well, today it's real Labor Day because we're all back to work after some of us had a holiday yesterday. Uh, Not all, but some of us. And, of course, the markets were open uh, electronically and were higher. And today they decided they don't want to be higher anymore. And I think this is... I think this is something you can expect more as the... Uh, the rule now, then the exception, you know, and as long as they're thin, they're going to just whip around a little bit. You know, I don't I don't see much excitement this week. Um, you know, I do. I am watching, though. I, the dollar is 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 spiking high uh, spiking that is is higher. All right. Uh, and of course, interest rates are higher, which takes us closer uh, to uh, our Black Swan event, which we be, firmly believe the Fed will be the cause of with their cluelessness and the way that they handle things. And, of course, uh, you know, say what you will. And, you know, and again, we're all we're all spoiled. You know, we always we always, for whatever reason, fall back into. Well, that's the way we've always done it. Well, just because that's the way we've always done it, is that does that make it Right. And my answer is hell no. It, it doesn't. Just because we've done it that way in the past does not make it right uh, today. And I and I think that this is again something more to you know to think about is when, when has the Federal Reserve ever real ever really gotten it right? Okay. I mean, I ask you. I mean, you, you tell me. I mean, I I think and and believe me. Uh, you know, I bought into the whole BS back in the day, but the more I watch, the more I can see how ridiculous they, that they actually are. I mean, this isn't this is not something that you know I just decided one day. I mean, it's watching how they work and, and their actual the the cluelessness that they exhibit at every possible turn. Okay, so to me, you know, they continue to be in my eyes. Just a clueless. I don't know where to put it. They have no conception of what really has to be done in a free market system. They love that manipulated market system that they created, but they have no clue in what a free market is. And I find that a little bit troubling. I find that a little bit concerning. All right, that 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 we have to, you know, deal with these yokels on on, on what they do. I mean, you know, am I a hundred percent right? No, but I think that I'm a lot closer to the facts at hand that 
what they do is is, is totally ridiculous and clueless and, and is right out of a book. And, of course, I, I ask you, I've asked this a thousand times, and we'll make it a thousand and one today. Does the book really have the answers? And I say no. Okay? You know, again, a, a book or instructions can give you a guideline. But, you know, it's like anything else we do. Is anything actually go exactly according to, as they say in the game, Hoyle? And the answer is no. It doesn't. So their unwillingness to allow the free markets to trade, their unwillingness to allow to, to let the actual markets take over, is it just shows you that all they're concerned about is the 1%. The rest of us, we can, we can dive because they don't really care. And, and that, that's obvious by the monetary policy. Okay? That's obvious by the way they continue to bail out the banks every time there's a problem. Okay? So you can believe in it. And listen, I don't tell anybody what their opinion should be. I don't tell you what you have to think. It's the same as when we talk about voting. Okay? I'm actually neither left nor right, but I would lean my, my, my politics. You know, I'm a libertarian, so I would lean right on part and lean left on others. But I don't care what you believe in. What I do care is, is that you get off your ass and go out and vote. That's, that, and that's coming up. Again, I don't look... This country will survive no matter who wins, okay? No matter what happens in this election, the next election, election, and, and 50 elections from now, this country will survive, okay? But certainly the lackadaisical complacency that many out there have will certainly cause damage over the long run. And if you don't have enough to, to, to step up and take care of it yourself, then you have nothing to say. And that's what I think is... You know, so to, to continue to believe in, well, that's the way we did it, you know, just because that's the way we did it in the past, does that make it right in the future? That would be my, that would be my question to you. Is just because that's the way we've always done it, okay, then is, is that the right way to do it today? And, of course, the answer has to be no there as well. You know, if you keep making the same mistake over and over again, does that make it because that's the way we've always done it? Or does it, you know, does that make it ignorant? Okay. So I, I think, you know, we have to look at, you know, the possibilities of things that are out there that make us better and stronger. And, you know, I, I think if you look at the big picture and we go, okay, so we need to make some adjustments here, you know, from, from the monetary policy to some of the political policies. I mean, aren't you... And I don't care, again, I don't care which side of the aisle you are. Aren't you sick and tired of the ignorance <clears throat> being displayed on both sides of the aisle? Aren't you sick and tired of having the same jackasses vote the same way all the time? I mean, is it not time to get somebody to step up? And I, I mean, that goes, this, this goes right to Social Security. Okay, we have to make a change. Now, again, you cannot change it for people that are that have been paying in for 35 years, but you can certainly draw a line somewhere where somebody is just starting to work and all the population going forward and make that age 80. I mean, you know, we're, we're they're talking about being lived to 100. Okay, so there will never there will never be enough money in any pension system 
the way that they were designed because people are living longer. So they're taking out more money. You know, that that's the whole crux. But because both sides, again, it's both sides of the aisle are worried about the vote. They're not going to want to vote that way because people won't vote for them. But we have to, that's where we have to take a united stand. And that's what I think is one of the issues that can be solved. I mean, we will never solve this debt bomb problem. And it's coming, baby. It, remember from the movie 42, Jackie Robinson, I'm a coming. It's a coming. You can, you can bet your, you know what, on it, that it's coming. And it's going to be ugly when it comes. And, of course, we will recover. But I think that that's just the way that, that things go. And that's why we have to get rid of this complacency and the way that we are about handling things at the moment. This is, a, again, you know, not to be a lecture, but, you know, you know how I like to talk. <laughs> but anyways, you know, we got to straighten it out. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show. And I am Todd Bubba Horwitz reminding you <clears throat> to go to libertytalk.fm. And download the Bubba Show each and every day. And don't forget about the sporting ads on the weekends. I know the boys had a, a good weekend with the uh, with their handicapping, so make sure you download those. And, of course, don't forget about Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you for free. All you have to do is go to BubbaTrading.com. A little box will pop up. You fill it out. No credit card, no fee, no nothing. I send you the video after the close. And you get tomorrow's newspaper today right here on The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz will be right back with more after the break. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. It's The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And uh, so what happened with Tesla? What, where, where are the regulators? That's what I want to know. Where are those people that we hear about all the time that take and destroy the lives of the little but can't seem to get to somebody like Elon Musk because he's a billionaire? In my opinion, what he did was totally wrong. I don't know if it was illegal or not. I'm not a lawyer. I don't play one on the radio or TV. But what he did was, in my eyes, wrong. It misled, and I think it tortured a lot of people, and, and again, I, I don't care whether he tortures the shorts or not. I think that, I think, on an equal playing field, I don't think it matters. <clears throat> There's going to be winners and losers on both sides of the playing field, but I do think that um, uh, that uh, that they did do something that, if not illegal, at least very shady, and I think it was certainly directed at the shorts. I think it's <clears throat> ridiculous um, that uh, that that they they that the way they do things that there's there's no re it doesn't seem to be there's any repercussions, and I want to know why that's the case when you know people you know have to be approved to what they say you know he's a he's the a CEO of a company. You know, guys who go on TV that are licensed have to be approved. Where is the approval of what he said? Okay. I mean, that was, to me, a direct shot. And then, of course, five days later, oh, we're not going private. Now, do you think that he was, do you think there was any uh, 
any or ever any intentions of them going private? That'd be my first question that I'd like to know. Was there ever any intentions? And I'm going to say there wasn't. Okay. That's my, again, this is just simply my guess. This is all speculation on my part. But, you know, again, I benefited from his announcement. So I'm not unhappy about the result, but I am unhappy about the lack of the, the of coming down on him. And, and where is the real beatdown that, that, that should be part of this? Okay. I mean... You know, we, we continue to, to to talk about things. They all talk a good game. And certainly, if it was some little company, they'd be all over them, you know, where they don't have the, the resources to fight back. This goes back to the same thing with the J.P. Morgan whale trade. This goes back to the whole Wells Fargo fiasco. Okay. Do you think that was, if you think is what Wells Fargo did, if a little bank did that, you know, or a little regional bank, what do you think would happen to them? They'd be in jail. But not you know, not at Wells Fargo. Why? Because they're too big. But they drag them up to the hill to have their conversations. And they drag the Jeffrey Zuckerberg to the hill to have his... You'd think, you know, again, you may like President Trump. You may not like President Trump. It does not matter. But do we not... Does anybody really believe that Google and Facebook don't have the ability to control the news flow? Does anybody really believe that? I mean, I, I, you know, as I said, when, when I log in somewhere and I open up my something and I get 85 ads to things that I've looked at, you don't think they know what's going on? You don't think they can control that? I mean, are we kidding? We're into artificial intelligence and having all this stuff going on and you don't think they can control an algorithm as simple as the news? Come on. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's comical. Okay. But of course, you know, we, we have continuing the same uh, situation uh, that, that, of course, it doesn't matter. All right. And, and I, I think that just goes to show you. I mean, if Nike is going to hire Colin Kaepernick, okay, now I have nothing against Colin Kaepernick, okay, I mean, but if they're going to hire the, 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 him as in their new campaign, are they not eliminating part of their customer base by doing so? I mean, it won't stop me. I don't agree with it. I mean, I'm certainly not thrilled with publicizing the uh, the kneeling during the national anthem. Again, I think that, you know, the protesting, if you want to protest, there's plenty of places to protest and plenty of ways to do it. And I've had, and many of you have disputed with me and through email, and I have no problem with that. Again, I, I think that's what makes... America great is that we all both can express our opinions. We both get the opportunity to decide um, uh, um, what what we want to believe and say and think. And and, and you know what? And, and certainly, Mr. Kaepernick had every right, okay, to do what he did. I don't agree with that right. I don't agree with that venue that he chose to do that, but he has every right to do so. And I cannot, again, I can't stop him, nor would I try to. I would hope, though, that those who continue to beat this protest to death would realize that maybe there's a better venue and you want to do better. Maybe there's better places to do it and better ways to do it. 
Now, I have had some people from the service email me and say I'm wrong, that they fought for his right to do that. And okay, hey, again, your opinion is valued. I do not diss anybody's opinion and do not say that mine is 100% right. Mine is only 100% right to me. But that to what I think does not necessarily what everybody else thinks, and that's the beauty of being an American. Uh, but I do think, in my opinion, that Nike's making a mistake because I think there's a lot of people that are still very pissed off about it. I think there's a lot of people that don't like the fact of the, some of the things that he did. Okay, They don't like the disrespecting of the flag and the disrespecting of America, which I do believe in my opinion, that is correct as well. Now, again, I get it, and, and I know it's free, so I'm not going to you know, say anything about it, but I do. I, I would assume there's a lot of people out there that would be upset about it and that might, you know, may, they might lose their base, but maybe Nike knows or maybe they feel their base is, you know, 30 and younger or 35 and younger, and they don't care about the old fogies. You know, again, and I don't know. Because certainly... The uh, millennials, you know, they want socialism. They, they want, you know, they don't believe in in, in what, what's coming down the pipe. And so they're, that's probably, maybe that's possibly their figure that that's their new customer base. And, you know, the, the millennials want to have socialism. You know, of course, I think the millennials that are, are preaching for socialism are the ones that come from wealthy families that they're, they're, on, they're going to college for a big party. And not for education. And, you know, so mommy and daddy are picking up the check. So, you know, why shouldn't I want socialism? That's what we live under. Uh, I mean, you can argue that part of our economy is socialistic anyways. But obviously, I don't think that we want free college. Certainly, I don't want free college. I just finished paying a half a million dollars. Okay. Uh, I think that we want, we should have people go to work. That's what I think. I think college is overpriced. And I think it should be cheaper, but free, no. Okay. I, again, I think that, again, when you start, you know, taking away the ability, you take away a lot of, uh, of, of things that we can possibly do. But again, these are just simply my opinions and how I think. Uh, but, but certainly, uh, I, I heard it. I was listening to Adam Wainwright, uh, who pitches for. Uh, 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 pitches for St. Louis, and he was been injured, but he was on air, and he's built, he built some hospitals in Haiti, and he's really trying to help the less fortunate. And he took his kids down there to see what it was like to not have a meal, not have a hot steak meal waiting for you whenever you want, and they have a lot of money. And I think that's important. I think we lose sight of how lucky we are, but I also think we lose sight in this country of how unfortunate many are and how we need to worry about the people in this country in general because we've got, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but I've seen more and more homeless. As the economy's getting better and better, I'm seeing more and more homeless. So, you know, I, I think that we have to recognize what it's all about. And I think, you know, I think you get one nice revolt and we'll, they'll, they'll, the millennials will recognize it. Maybe socialism ain't such a good thing. But in the meantime... This is the Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horwitz. And, of course, always glad to have you here and enjoy being part of your day. Remember to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. And we're going to step out of here for a break, and we'll be back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horwitz, the Bubba Show. We're coming right back. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. 
the long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got The Badger, who writes the hot topics and the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. Less money, working harder to make less money over time. And, of course, the ability to find these great jobs that we keep hearing that are out there are not available. And, and I, I think it's, it's, it's kind of a sad state when we continue to hear how great everything is. We continue to hear the Federal Reserve talk about there is no inflation, but yet workers are making less money than they were making 20 years ago. Okay, they're making uh, they have less benefits than they had 20 years ago. But in the meantime, the costs of everything, especially food and energy, have risen. Now, of course, they don't want to count food and energy because it's too volatile. Well, again, you know, it isn't too volatile for the Starbucks to raise prices so quickly when the price of coffee goes high. But you ever see the price of Starbucks coffee come down? I don't think so. Okay, it, look, this happens all the time. In, from, from gasoline, now gas goes up and down, but if it goes up 10, it's supposed to come down 12, it only comes down nine. Okay, again, this is a, a, a scam of scam that's been around forever. And, and again, listen, you've got them all working together. And, and again, it comes to a price discovery model. But American workers, we have got, not a great situation at this time. Yes, jobs are getting better, and there are some good jobs out there. But if you look at the population from, for, in, over the last 25 years, we've got 48 million more people, but we've only got a million more of those quality, high, higher-paying jobs. So all of a sudden, you look at it and you go, well, maybe the wages are not as good. And again, you see, what, what are you seeing now? You see more homeless on the streets. You see people with less benefits. You see more troubles with health care. You've got all of these things going on because we've, we have now squeezed down the middle class. Thanks, thanks for, to the Federal Reserve and, and their way of doing business. And of course, if you ever read or the, the book Creature from Jekyll Island, you will get an idea of, of the conspiracy theory that was written about in that book. And, you know, I think that's why you see guys like Ron Paul want to end the Fed or at least audit the Fed. And I'm in agreement that we need to audit the Fed or end the Fed because, again, their policies are not consistent with what we're trying to do. Their policies benefit the 1%, not the masses. Okay, again, I go back to 2008. They should have let the banks go broke. Okay. Yes, it would have caused a run, but what the money should have gone to is to bail out the depositors of the into the banks and not the bankers themselves. Because right now, they are recreating for the thirteenth or fourteenth time the same mess that they always create. Because they have not stopped lending ridiculous money. They have not stopped doing the things that they do. Because why? Because they know 
that the Federal Reserve will be there to bail them out. Okay, now, isn't that a crock? Where is it written that I should be able to be rich, make the most amount of money, and never take any risk in, re in real terms? Where is it written that I want to put out all the small banks so we can just have the big 11 banks throughout the globe and not have competition and true free markets, okay? That's what you get when you let a Federal Reserve continue to take control of what's happening here. So when I look at the entire situation, I, I say to you, yeah, things are better. The economy is better, but you don't have the real growth and jobs, and you certainly don't have the real growth and wages, which is not keeping up with real inflation. I don't care about the way that, the, that the, they want to report inflation. I know that my costs of goods and services are higher than they were, and they continue to go up, and they're not going down. But yet I get that sap story, you know, when I listen to the news or whatever, about the facts that, well, no, it's there, there is no inflation. Okay, there is no inflation, but I'm paying a lot more. And there's a lot more leaving my pocket than coming in from in, in comparison to 20 years ago. The, the big story all week was the consumer confidence number. Oh, my God, 138%. Do you realize, first of all, the numbers that you get are usually adjusted, half the time BS, okay? But... Let's say that it's real, okay? The last time consumer confidence was this high was in the year 2000. Do we all remember what happened in the year 2000? That was the start of the internet collapse. Do we remember the second time it was close to this level was in 2007? Do we all remember what happened? Of course you do. Now again, I am not predicting the end of the world. I am not telling the markets are going down tomorrow. What I'm saying to you is very simple. Okay, the data that we're getting is beneficial to the 1%, not to the middle class. As Trish Regan on her show, Intelligent Reports, always like to say, we are in an hourglass economy. The middle class is getting tortured once again. I see we have a, a lot better retail sales right now, which is great, but we have a lot more people going into hock using that credit card to continue to buy because they think that their jobs are safe. So, you know, remember, in general, we are a by-the-month society, okay? In general, we are concerned of, can we afford it by the month? So that's the, 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 the mentality that we have. And, of course, so the minute we get a few bucks in our pocket, we're out there spending it. So, again, is this good? Listen, it's great to have the velocity of money. It's great to have things churning. But we're seeing another buildup to another bubble to another, another bust. Now, this isn't new, and this isn't being a perma-bearer. This is, go back to tulip mania and before, okay? You can name all the major collapses. They all have the same bottom line problems, and that's greed and then fear. And right now, you see the equity markets continuing to rally, okay? And why are they rallying? Well, they're really rallying from the retail traders right now. Volumes are extremely low. And so what, and what do we know factually? We know that markets are predisposed to go higher. Okay, why? Because fund money, IRA money, pension money goes into the markets every day, which is fine, which is why we always say that over, to, excuse me, over time, the markets will go up an average of 8% year over year. It happens. And, there, and, and in between those times, there will, be, see, there, will, there will be some major meltdowns. Not a big deal. We understand that. 
Okay, but when you when you you look at it and you say, right now the the, the professionals, the insiders, of these companies that are buying back their stock, all these other situations, who are the sellers? Okay, because remember, anytime something trades, there has to be a buyer and there has to be a seller. The sellers right now are the insiders. Okay, the sellers right now are the are the big banks. The sellers right now are those who understand that we have probably reached a certain point in this market that there will probably be a little bit of selling. Okay, you have again, you have banks maybe not upfront lending money easily. Okay, because they don't like the spread, but in through the back door. They're buying a lot of these loans from these peer-to-peer lenders. They're buying a lot of these loans from these smaller lenders that, that are higher rate, use, not usury because that's not the right word, but lenders that you pay higher rates to. Okay? And I know, that, I know that part for a fact. Okay? So they're buying these bad, this bad paper. Okay? And now we've gotten back into very little skin in the game when you buy a house. So you, now you can buy a house for 3%. The way that they're qualifying the loans again is, a, is, a, is another problem. So you, you've got this big, massive debt bubble building up, which nobody seems to care about. Okay, now you tie by itself, it could probably be probably be resolved. Okay, but if you look at it from the standpoint of what's going on globally now, okay, because we are a global economy. With the emerging markets collapsing and with the currencies collapsing in a lot of these emerging markets, remember, when they borrow U.S. funds, they have to pay back in U.S. dollars. At the time, the U.S. dollar was extremely weak. Now the dollar is very strong. So what's happened to a lot of these loans, to a lot of these nations, these emerging markets, is they've inverted. Okay, so even though they think they're getting back what they're getting, they're actually now losing money. So you can you can see the stronger the dollar gets the more these emerging markets collapse. Tie into the fact that you've got the trade wars going on, which I will say before I talk about it, that they will be resolved because, again, we do hold all the trump cards. That's, that's a given. Okay, So anybody can fight as long as they want, but they will never win the battle that if we continue to hold out. Okay, So that's one thing. But You've got the collapsing yuan or the renminbi in China. You've got the collapsing stock market in China. And they're not, they're not an emerging market. They're not a third world nation. They're the second biggest economy in the world. Okay? Only the fact is that we're five or six times bigger than they are. So you look at these, all these phony numbers that we have out here. And all the time. And of course, these, these phony numbers are exactly what they are. They're phony numbers. You know, when you continue to deal with funny money when you continue the same process over and over again that is all that has failed each and every time then why would i expect again this time to be different we do not but we're again we're, we're not predicting anything or catastrophe we just know in the natural rotation of an economy when you deal with free money in those situations, they never end up well. And this time, as they say, will not be different. And this is the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, remember to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm, the only station you need. You can get the Bubba Show and the Sporting Edge there on the weekends. And, of course, don't forget about our high school investing program. If you'd like to help us out, we need you to go to Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com 
forward slash Bubba Trading. That's patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. In the meantime, we're going to stop out of here for a break, and we'll be back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, the Bubba Show. We'll be right back with more. I sit alone down. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Let's... You don't think that eventually it's going to come back to roost? You know, you, you look at the, the, the amount of debt that is being created, okay? Auto loan, student loan, housing, all of it, okay? Record debts. The debts are significantly higher than they were in the, the last time we crashed. So, again, and I'm not predicting a crash tomorrow, okay? Again, the markets don't announce this. They don't tell me. I don't get a telegram when they're going to collapse. And I am not predicting that they're going to collapse today. They, they will collapse again, and they will rally back in, but they will collapse again, but they're not going to make They don't announce themselves. Markets do not announce their intentions. But when you start to see some dramatic changes throughout the cycle of the markets, okay, and now, as I'm saying, you're seeing... It's the retailers are buying them. We're seeing moves in the NASDAQ right now. We're seeing these big gaps all over the place. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with a stock like Apple going up 4 or $5 a day. But when it's already made new highs, it continues to gap up 2 3 4% a day. That's a little bit frightening. We're, we're getting back into the, the same old mode that we always get into, which is, oh, this time is different. It doesn't matter. OK, well, I beg to differ. It does matter and it may not matter today. It may not matter tomorrow, but you can bet your sweet potatoes that it will matter. And there will be something to pay for all this when it does happen. In the meantime. We made new highs pretty much on a regular basis. And that is the, that is the pattern right now. OK, we're not fighting that. We're not disputing the fact that the markets want to go higher. Okay, again, if you look at the markets right now as as a boxer, right, you've got the heavyweight champ and you've got the amateurs. Okay, you've got the contenders. Okay, and the heavyweight champ right now wants to make a good show. Okay, so he wants to hold things up a little bit. So they're not in there selling heavily. They're allowing the retail trade to jump in and buy more. Okay, and buy more and buy more. And of course, you see this. In fact, I texted out on Thursday and Friday when we were down significantly. I said, don't be surprised if they rally back. Okay, again, this is the kind of market you're seeing. Every wants to, you're seeing, in my opinion, the final dollars flowing in. Now, how long can that take? I have no idea. Okay, and again, I'm not predicting it. I'm, I'm saying what I say almost every day for the last couple of months. You want to observe the market. You want to look for opportunity. You, wherever you find it, you can take either side of the market right now because we're not going to predict that it's over. We are still watching for a dollar that's going to get close to par, and we're looking for 10-year notes at 3.5%. So I think, and I think we'll see both of those this year. And I would, if I were to predict, and this is not like I'm, I'm guaranteeing or I'm, I'm going to play it this way yet, but I would predict in October, we see a major serious sell-off. That's a typical time of year. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen probably then. We'll see how it plays out. Again, we're just in September, so we'll see. I'm, and again, I'm not making it, I'm not, I do not sell any of your assets based on this conversation. This is theory. This is what I've seen over years. Besides the fact that I hedge everything, I never saw them anyway. So that's another story. But we had 
the NASDAQ has gone bananas again. Okay, We thought 7,900 or 8,000 would hold, well, we're like at 8,200. They continue to fly up, and there's no stopping it. Okay, You can bet that, that this week, most likely, Amazon will hit $1 trillion as well. So we'll have two $1 trillion companies. Uh, you had uh, oil had another up week, so that's seven weeks down, two weeks up. Pressing right up against the, the upper end where we, we could have to see some pukage. We might, we might have to get the airplane sick bags again. But I think we're going to be okay here. I think that this is part of the rally, so it's all cool. You have the grain markets were under pressure all week long. Okay, And I kept saying, if you remember on the updates, I kept saying there's something wrong with the trade. We're not seeing the kind of action you would expect to see. Well, all of a sudden, uh, Mexico came on board, which was fine. China has not come on, excuse me, Canada has not come on board yet, but the grains found it in their heart to rally on Friday. And it was a nice rally to actually push wheat and corn to high, not high street, but up on the week. And came, soybeans cut their losses significantly. I think, the, as I've said all along, I think the bottoms are in. I'm a buyer. I'm looking for opportunity. I think they continue to work their way higher. I think that, again, I do believe the trade wars are going to settle. I don't really believe they have that much of an effect. So we'll look to, for that. The meat's very mixed. Uh, I think the interesting of the meats was hogs this week because they opened up and spiked up a couple of times and couldn't really hold it. They actually made a low, but they made a higher low. So we're pretty bullish, the ag spot stuff all the way across the board. Okay. Gold did a nice job of holding in that support range. It held, made more of like a new low at 1190, 1195. So we like that. I don't think it's going to break out. I would love to see gold consolidate a little bit longer not in a hurry. Again, I don't want it to jump up here. I'd like to see it consolidate before breaking out. And of course, uh, the dollar held support, popped up nicely, looks really solid. So again, everything is kind of playing the way that we looked at it and the way that we expected to go. So that looks solid. Cryptocurrencies had a nice rally last week and we're starting to see a bounce. And of course, when you look at now a lot of the crashing currencies around the globe, the lira, the real, and some of the others that are crashing, okay. Yet the bitcoins are still are still starting to rally. You know, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency world they continue to rally. So I think that looks pretty solid. I'm again, I think that bodes well and gives a good case. And if you take into consideration how much trouble that the cryptos are getting from the SEC of trying to get some ETFs going, which I don't know why they're they're so dead set. I guess they're just trying to figure out how much how they can get their money out of it. But again, that looks really solid as well. And again, I will repeat, I am down money personally, but I am still investing in, okay? Losing money, but still investing in. Again, not a lot of money, just enough to, you know, we'll call it dinner and a movie every week, okay? That's what I think. But I think one of the things we're seeing here is, you know, the American dream, I think, is shrinking. I I think, again, this goes back to how we opened the show with jobs, wages, inflation, people are not making enough to really go to that next step. We've got nowhere to save it. You've got to be forced into the equity markets, okay? And most are not in the equity markets. A lot are in through individual funds, but, you know, funds do not act like Apples or Amazons and stocks like that. They do go up, but they don't go up at that kind of rate. But I think that's an issue that we are looking at right here. And I think that becomes, uh, you know, something that, that that's somewhat of a problem. Okay. I, I think that, you know, you, you look now at, you know, the, the overall pundits trying to speak out, you know, I heard somebody talking about copper. Okay. 
Now, copper is a great bellwether that, that is used to, you know, kind of gauge the strength of economies and the, the markets. Obviously, copper used in all, all the buildings, housing, and so on. And, of course, in China, copper was used and is, is still used as a lending base. Okay, they use that as collateral when they're, when they're borrowing money. Yet somebody had the temerity to say, okay, that this time is different. Okay, it doesn't matter that copper is getting creamed and it's going down. It doesn't signal a lack of growth. Well, I guess maybe we've switched to, uh, to houses of cards so we don't have to worry about using copper anymore. Okay, again, these are all warning signs out there and, and none of them should fear you. Okay, you should be, you should be afraid of none. What you should be thinking about is your own personal emotions and controlling those emotions and learning to be patient before you make a major move in one direction or the other. And that's one of the things we always like to, to talk about is how to be patient in a market, okay, and not be in a hurry. You know, the fear of missing out traps many, okay? The fear of failure, the fear of going broke traps the rest. If you can learn the couple of things that are very important to all traders and all investors, never worry, have the fear of missing out because you will not miss out if you play it correctly. Okay. You may miss the first leg of it. And that's the thing we talk about all the time. The fear of missing out. Do not worry about missing out. Worry about being in the right position for the longer term and the longer scale. In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Orr, it's always great to be here with you on this Tuesday, September the 4th. After Labor Day, we should start to see some business. Don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. And have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you back here tomorrow right here on the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Orr, have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM.